Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. We are on the air. This is Thesis. I mean, the Persian Empire's army was so big, they would dry out the rivers. But Herodotus says that in his, in his book, when, when all my life, growing up, through the 80s, all I remember being taught at school is that we should be colorblind. But now it seems like these people that call themselves progressives are looking back past the civil rights to where now I should care about what skin color I am or the other person is. Educate yourself, open your eyes. Don't be led around like sheep or cattle. Government will always push its boundaries, no matter who is in charge. Today's show, I wanted to talk about a little bit about uh, like legalization and things like that. When markets get saturated, only the strong survive. We see the crossover from what religion teaches us about behaviors, and we can see the proof in the science. I'm not scared of the virus. I'm not scared of the pandemic. You know why? Because I know that there is something greater than all of this. This is Thesis. Everything is everything. I am your host, Jay Marie. Three, two, one, we are on the air. This is Thesis. Everything is everything. I am your host, Jay Marie. How's it going out there, folks? Hope you are doing well. Thank you for showing up and hanging out with us today. Coming to you live from Zombie Land. Yes, sir. As we always do. Alright. Well, I hope you are I hope you find yourself safe and well and healthy. And enjoying your day wherever you may be. Uh, again, I I want to thank you guys for showing up today and hanging out with us, checking in on us. Let's stay. All right. So uh, you know, continuing on, um, sort of on this theme that we've been on a little bit. I've been digging in a little bit uh, in the past couple of days, and and kind of found um, the next uh, thing I wanted to focus on in our. In our road here, you know, on this road that we're on to try to help understand some of these um, teachings that they have for us in the scriptures and, you know, those type of things, right? Um, if you are new to the show, uh, I want to just lay this out there um, that we are not here to push any religion or anything like that. But we are going to examine some of these ideas that are in the uh, Christian Bible, uh, and and actually, um, it's it's something that that appeared well, well, something that that it, it it's in the it's in the it's in the Bible, but it's something that the Jewish people started right with the tithing, the the ten percent, right? It's kind of confusing, but but we're gonna break it down the way we do here at thesis. You know, we're not thinking. Um, in your ordinary uh, church um, structure, you know, where you give money in the basket and they use it for what they use it. We're going to go over all of those things. But we're going we're gonna to look at the idea itself about, about you know, this, this 10% idea. You know, whether, whether God told people to do it or a God or the gods or the universe or somebody just kind of, conceptualized it whatever right let's let's look at the whole thing okay so for folks who are not christian folks out there who are aren't christian and don't really understand too much might have heard of it or whatever 
we have listeners all over the world who are different religions. You know, in the modern Christian church, they have the, the tithing, you know, 10%. So let's say I go to church every Sunday. They pass around a little, bu a little bucket, a little basket, you know, and, and that's where you put your, you know, so 10% of what I earned, right? Because in the scripture, it says, you know, to give God 10% uh, of your first fruits, your first and your best fruits, right? So along in, in the stories, <clears throat> this idea was was presented by stories of, of you know, whoever, I, you know, we're not going to get it, Jacob, whoever, whatever, these folks that would, would take, you know, some of their, 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 like a baby calf, you know, a baby sheep, you know, or whatever it's called, you know, the first and their best fruits and, and, and give it to God in a sacrifice or something like that. But there's been, there's always been this number, 10%. And it's a little confusing, right? Because when I, when I look back to, let's say, olden times, before modern currencies and everything, right? You know, you can estimate 10% of your yield and your crop or, you know, those type of things, right? So then I would think, because look, look, in modern times, we go to the church and they pass around a bucket or they, they deduct it from our, our automatically from our, our accounts or whatever, right? So this modern conception of, of giving your 10% to the church, it's something new, this concept, the way we understand it, the way we do it. You know, the way people do it nowadays, they give to the church in money or a check or whatever. But let's go back, you know, before these buildings that we call the church, even before Jesus, let's say, right? You know, they had the Jewish temples and people would bring stuff to the temple. And it's like, uh, what would they do? You know, some of it would be stored, you know, grains and stuff like that. Other stuff would be offered up uh, in, in a burnt offering they'll burn it and stuff so some of that stuff is confusing now let's take even that away right Let, let's even take that away because that is an institutional thing that they had going on back in the day the church of the jew you know the jewish church or whatever was asking for people to bring 10 percent to to the you know to the um uh to the temple or whatever and present it as an offering right so let's let's remove all of that so let's say we want to take the same idea, but let's go even outside and before the temple, before the priest, right? So, I'm out in the woods. I'm out in the, It's funny how I always ring out the woods. I'm out in the woods. <laughs> so, we're out somewhere, right? In the wilderness, whatever. Living our lives. We got flocks. We got everything, right? Okay. So, without the existence of this temple... Without the existence of these priests who accept, you know, your your donations, right, or, or um, offerings, you know, your 10% offering that you're giving to God, by removing that, so where am I supposed to take and what am I supposed to take, right? So, now we're getting into a place where we're going to have to step back a little bit and start looking at things in a generic general way right okay because correct if if this structure um if this institution that we call the church didn't exist right because we're going to a time where let's say this thing didn't exist even before the the jewish people where this temple didn't exist where these priests didn't exist right okay but let's look at the idea itself so without this 
institution called the church, you know, let's just call it the church, even though when I'm talking about the Jewish church, whatever. So are we going to assume that that the whole tithing thing is a man-made concept that was invented by this this institution that we called, quote unquote, the church? Or is the idea itself something something is is there something in the idea itself that we can look at and say okay a, a like a a principle of some sort that would exist even outside the institution of the church right because so now we're going back in time okay i have flock i have crop <clears throat> and and if the concept is something positive then it should work even still outside of the whole idea of churches and priests and temples and all of that, right? Okay, so let's go back. Boom. We're in some foreign place long ago before any of that stuff existed. I have flock. I have, I have grain. I have everything, right? 10%. Something that I'm supposed to do with this, with this 10%. Now, the idea of burning it and offering it up to God... Uh, okay, sure, sure, you can throw it all in the fire and offer it up to your prayers and hope for the best, okay? Or, or let's say maybe let's, let's, let's take that 10% and, and put it away, let's say maybe, right? Of grain, of whatever. Well, first of all, if you're growing grain, I don't know anything about farming, but I would assume you would always have to save a certain amount of seeds for the next plant and the next plant. You know what I'm saying? So that comes to it, but then also for survival, for a rainy day, for drought years or whatever. So, so I think along the, along the way, the idea of this 10% thing kind of got a little bit, <clears throat> because look, you know, in the words, it says, like, God says to give him the 10%, right? So if we're 2,000 years ago, before the church, before whatever, where do I present it, right? And, like, we just told we can burn it, but, dang, that doesn't sound like a... If we burn it to to offer it up to God, you know, it doesn't... Uh, we're, 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 it's like we're just getting rid of it. <laughs> like we're throwing it away, you know? So that idea doesn't... But putting it away... Putting 10% away for a rainy day, that sounds good. You know, that sounds like a positive thing. Now, the wording isn't like God didn't say, hey, put 10 away. He just said, you know, give me 10%. And then it's like, we got to figure out what that means, the give me part of it, right? Okay, so we've we've looked at saving 10%, which is good. Because if you were to put, you know, 10% away in savings... You know, it starts, you know, it starts piling away and, you know, it's them, you know, it's, I mean, it starts piling up as you put it away. 10% week after week, check after check, you know. So 10% is good in that fashion when we're thinking of, of storing, um, rainy day, uh, you know, as this, so that sounds good. Um. You know, so so then, like, what else? What else about 10%? You know, when we look at math, math is amazing. You know, we have interest, and then we have what's called compound interest. As them, 
you know, I did a little bit of, in, I dug in a little bit into compound interest just so I could get a better picture in my mind. And some of you probably understand it. I didn't. Uh, I understand it now. Um, but it's it's like, it's like the interest you gain, but you're winning interest with the interest on on top of the interest you've already gained. Uh, and and year and and in years there will be a huge return, you know. As that so that started kind of getting me to think about this whole ten percent thing again, right? Okay, so so if it's something that you know how how we we try to divide we try to separate language and ideas a little bit. So when when the structure when the um, when the Bible or the scriptures and stuff talk about God or God asks for you to do something, you know, let's just conceptualize it as the positive, right? If there's good and evil, positive and negative, right? God and the devil. Let's 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 keep it simple like that. So when 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 we hear or when we read about God says to do this, let's say in for the sake of good, Let's do this, right? So if, if, if we look at the idea of God said to do this, right? If God tells you to do this, let's look at it in a generic sense is that for the, for the greater good, you should do this, you know, whatever that is. Sometimes it's about behaviors. Um, most of the time it's about behaviors when we're talking about ourselves. Because it's always, it's always constantly looking inward. Um, the teachings of you know all these teachings of, that we look at you know throughout history for guidance. You know they're all looking inward. Okay, so <clears throat> so when we look at the the ten percent, este, and then. And then, you know, Scripture says God asks you to do so. So for the sake of good, you should do this, right? We're translating it into understandable, non-scary language. God says to do this. Oh, what the hell? No, for the, for your, for the greater good, you should do this. That sounds better. Like, okay, I, I think I can agree with that, you know, without being scared about God or Jesus or whoever, any gods or religions or whatever. So, right, the Scripture says for the sake of of the greater good, you should dedicate 10% of yourself or the things that you do to me, right? The good, right? God, let's just, the good, you know? Dedicate 10% of yourself to what is good. That's all, that's all you need is 10%. You know, it's not 20 or 30 or 40 percent. It's 10 percent of your day, of your being, of yourself. Now, the concept, the concept of of me working. Right. I go to work. I work a whole week. They pay me my check. Then on Sunday, I give 10 percent of that check to the church. Right. That's what we do. Right. That's what people do. But look. First fruits. Right. First fruits. That money that I earned, that's not my first fruits. Way before I even clock in to my job, I'm producing fruit. 
on my behavior, on how I talk, on how I treat uh, each other. If I'm doing what's good for my neighbors, if I'm helping others, if I'm loving and caring, those are my first fruits. Before I even leave the house, before I even clock into work, before any of that. So now let's go back and look at it again. 10% of your self, right, of your day, of your day, that's the dedicated to what's good. That's it. That's all you need to worry about. Not 5%. 5% is okay. But 10% is just about right. 10%. Imagine a dime out of every dollar. But, but not out of money. Uh, of what you do. Of how you treat each other. Right? Those are your first fruits. What you speak. What you say. How you behave. 10%. Now... That's a good thing, right? Because, because, because when you do that, over time, that little bit, you know how, you know how I bring up a lot, I've brought up a lot about physical fitness, how over time things get easier, running, lifting weights, whatever, the more you do it, right, the repetition, the whatever, the more you do it, it gets easier. So, over time, this little percentage of myself that I'm dedicating to good, becomes easier to do and then automatically that percentage gets bigger and bigger of what I dedicate myself to you know every day you know what I'm saying because we're not talking about money when we think it's about money we get confused because now we're worried about the actual currency that I have to earn at work to take to the building to the institution and give it to them to do good and look there is nothing wrong with donating your money to something that that goes to do good. Churches do good. They raise money for homeless people, whatever. We're not here to criticize the institution. What we are here to look at is the we're going to we're looking at the importance and why the importance of this 10% uh, um, that you dedicate to this thing that we call God, right? Or whatever, but that's what we're breaking down. Right? Because once we remove even what the church teaches about God asking for whatever, and we just look at it in a general sense, we can understand that, okay, okay, I understand, I understand. With every little bit of myself that I dedicate per day to being good, over longer stretches, longer periods of time, those behaviors become easier to do, and they become more... Um, more uh, they happen on more occasions you know because it is a it becomes our behavior it becomes our everyday behavior you know treating people kindly smiling laughing you know cheering uh, giving um, giving um, people you know uh, giving money to people who ask homeless people on the corner, whatever, whatever it is, it gets easier and easier and easier when we dedicate just that simple little, but look, just like a bank account, you know, you put some away, you put some away and, and little by little, and, and if it's just a little bit, I mean, dang it, you're going to, you know, if it's just a dime, you know, if it's 10 cents a day, you know what I'm saying? If it's just 10%, it's going to take a while before it becomes something, you know, before, at least the way it it seems or feels right but see when 
So earlier I brought up the two kinds of interest. I think it's simple interest and compound interest. I believe the first one that they call it simple interest. So, so, so you, you use money and they give you an interest on your total amount of the money you use at the end of the year, right? Compound interest is, is um, it, every, every interest that you've earned, then on the next go round, you earn interest on what you, on top of what you already earned. Whatever. So little by little, you know, you don't see it. You don't see it. <clears throat> but over a longer stretch of the time, there's going to come a, a point where, where, where on the graph, there's going to just shoot up. The return is going to be great. You know, huge return. You know, if, if you, if you change one thing, if you, let's say one day you act correct. One day you behave and, you know, that day went good. But then the next day you return to your normal behavior. That's like the return was for that one day. The interest, that was simple interest for that one day. You know, you had a good day, boom, because you acted right. Okay, boom. But then the next day we resort back to our, our behavior. So then the next day didn't go as well. Right. So that example is like a simple interest. Now. Compound interest. I behave that one day. I, I, I behave that one day. Everything went good. You know? Be, well, because I changed one little bit about my, of, of my behavior of that one day. Maybe not my entire thing, but I did something nice that one day. Then the next day, I did something again. And then the next day, again and again and again. Just something small, something tiny. But every day. See... The first time around, I, I, I did something good. I acted nice for one day and had a return for that one day. But then everything else went back to normal after that, right? Because I resorted back to my behavior or whatever. But when I changed where it's every single day, the return eventually is greater. Because, because now, you know, relationships can be stronger. Now, you know, we're looking at all these concepts. Relationships, friendships can be stronger. Uh, at work, you know, uh, our goals that we set, um, personal uh, goals, um, all these things, you know, that, that can change. But, but by us, little by little, over longer periods of time, then you'll start seeing the return. You know, in, in, the, in the Bible, you know, in the churches and stuff, you know, I talk about how it's very confusing the language that they use sometimes. You know, um, it's the, the harvest and the seeds and the planting this and the planting that. And then some churches twist it up a little bit. You know, they take they, some churches tell you, no, give the church more of your money. And then there will be the harvest. Well, boom, you're going to get a check from whatever and you're going to make money. That's, I think, what they call like the prosperity gospel. Este, I don't approve of that uh, because because it's it's um I think it is an intentional twisting of the language. Look, let's look at it. Right, the more it's because see they're using the words. The more you plant, the more you plant. Yes, yes, because every day I'm behaving. You know, and here's the thing is those. Those little changes that we make, the 10% is not about money. It's not, a, it's, not only a, it's, it's not only about money. It's not only about seeds. 
actual seeds to plant in the ground, like for corn and for rice and for whatever. It's also about, right, us changing, right? So that 10%, <clears throat> that 10% of, of, of our changing every single day, right? That little bit that we change every single day, but every single day of the year, and then the next year, and then the next year, there's going to be a moment where all of this, <laughs> you know, we got to step back because, it, it, look, it's an accumulation <clears throat> of this good behavior and everything. You're, you're, you're mending, you know, you're building bridges, you're mending relationships, you're building uh, networks, you know. By all of, by us doing these things, we, our connections get better and everything, but, be, but because we are being genuine with that change. That investment in that one day of behavior might be false change because I resorted back to my... So it was false. It doesn't have no return. It might have a little bit of return for that one day, but it doesn't have long-term return. Changing your changing your ways day after day has a return that's going to... Oh, that's... I understand it now. So when they say the harvest, it's... it's, it's there's going to be a moment when you're just going to see so much return because you made the changes in your life. And remember, it's not about money. That is part of it. And yes, it could mean about money, but we're digging in way deeper than money. Money will be there. And yes, it will come. The more investments we went, we make, the, it will come. But in yourself, that 10% that you've been changing of yourself little by little by little is going to become 20%. It's going to become 30% of you to where before you know it, you're going to have a higher percentage of yourself doing good than doing bad. And that is, that's when you're like on top of your game. That's when life is just awesome. Because you're on top of your game. You got money saved up. You're at work. Everybody loves and respects you. You love and respect other people. People are looking for you uh, for gui to, to you for guidance. All these things are great. You feel peace and balance and happiness and joy. Why? But because you dedicated 10% of yourself to something greater day after day after day after day you invested it in something greater day after day after day and that compounds itself that little bit of yourself that you change every day will compound itself if you are true to that change it's rough at first I understand it because I've been there when we are true to that change, when we dedicate ourselves to that change, man, there's going to be a moment when... That, I've never liked that word, harvest, at the church because they misuse it. But I understand it now. The harvest will come to you at some point. And it's not going to be like, oh, a big old check full of money. That might be it. But that's not what it's about. It's about something else. It's about all of these things going good for you everywhere all around you business-wise family relationship friendships everything that's when the harvest comes it's not something you know physical where you can chop that you know we hear these these we hear these terms that they use at church and they could be very confusing you know but they're not wrong, but they're twisting it. Like, for instance, so we have a big old field, right? We have a big old field of um, a field. 
and we have corn. So we plant the corn, right? You could plant 100 seeds, 200 seeds, 300 seeds, whatever. The more seeds you lay down, right, the more seeds you plant, the bigger return you will have. That's agriculture. That's Mother Nature, you know? But it translates also. It translates also. But the so earlier when I was talking about some of these institutions twisted language, see they would they would they would have you believe that those seeds are your money, right? The ten percent of your tithing. Plant more of those seeds in here, into this building, into this structure, into this um, thing that we call the church, and we're gonna do good with it and stuff. And look, mind you, I'm not here to criticize that. That is good, but we want to go deeper. We want to go deeper. We're looking at the planting. So, so agriculturally, yes, the more seeds you actually plant, the more yield you're going to have at harvest time. Okay? Now, let's look that in business. Okay? You've done well for yourself. You got money. You start a small business. Okay? You can have one small business and then, you, you know, you're, you're, you're there, whatever. But the more um, businesses or the more investments you make, right... That's like planning in a, a next field and another field of, of grain, let's say. You got one field of, of corn. That's your small restaurant. And then you say, you know what? Let me try to get another business going. So you start a roofing company. Boom. That's another field of grain. And then you invest in a rental house. That's another field of wheat. So these concepts translate. Yes, the more the more you you plant, the more seeds you plant. When harvest time comes, goodness gracious, you're gonna be overflowed with harvest because yes, look at all this crop that you can yield. Now translate that into your behavior. Translate that into business. Translate that into the seeds you plant into others. You know. The the. The wording can get a little confusing sometimes, but if we step back, it makes it a little bit easier to understand. Yes, conceptually, these things do work. Yes, the more seeds you plant, the more yield you would have. You will have, let's say, on a you know, on the farm, <laughs> growing farm food. <laughs> but those things translate also. So, you know, the thesis is looking for those connections, right? So we look at agricultural rules of the seeds. Then we look at monetary, monetary right? Uh, uh, economic, right? The more you save, the more you, you put away, the compound interest, the more investments you have. It's like the field of corn, the field of grain, the field of wheat. Same thing. When your businesses are all doing good and everything's going, there's going to be a moment where it's just like you're going to be overwhelmed with yield of return, of harvest. Harvest is just the word that, that just says you're going to get a bunch of shit coming in. <laughs> My bad. Not doo-doo. But, you know, where the money is going to be coming in, where your relationships are going to be strong, where things are just going to be flowing you know, but because of the work you put, because of the work that we have put in, you know, to ourselves, of course, that's the first and foremost, you know, we, when we look, none of this, none of it, business, relationships, none of it, civilization would not exist 
will not survive. You know, nothing gets built if it doesn't start within ourselves. And never mind the world outside of you. Just think of the world that you exist in. Your kids, your family, your, your mother, your father, your job, your home, right? Your friendships and your relationship. Just think of that world that you exist in. You, you can be a, um, a force of change in your world, right? In your family. That's, that's the world that you will infect first. But you have to be, you know, internally, right? We have to work on ourselves internally first before we can affect good outside of ourselves. If we're rotten, if we're rotten inside, if I'm rotten inside, if I'm rotten inside, what good can I do outside of myself? What good could I do for anybody if I'm angry or bitter or jealous or greedy or whatever? What good could I possibly do? I can't do any good. So first and foremost, I need to start within, right? So I need to take care of what's inside of here. So when we hear in scripture, when we hear about religion talking about, you know, purify yourself, that's what it means. It's like, dude, get rid of the craziness about yourself. It's saying, get rid of that stuff that doesn't do you any good. You know, the greed or the lust or the whatever it may be because we're all different, you know. But, the, but these, these words tell us, hey, look inward first, first and foremost. Because I can't affect good change if I'm, if I'm a mess. If I'm a mess, how can I possibly help somebody else? If I don't love myself, how could I possibly love somebody else? So it all starts inside of us first. And then we can start helping those around us. And you can be a force of change if you choose to. But it's hard. It's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard road to travel. You know? It's a hard, hard thing to do. But you can be a force of change in your world. You have children. You have a brother. You have younger brothers and sisters. You have neighbors. You have nephews, nieces, grandchildren. You know, um, one of the uh, one of the, the quotes that I I like to think about a lot is um, I believe it's the Dalai Lama. Forgive me. Is uh is if you you need to be the change that you want to see in the world. You know, I looked around. Years ago, I looked around and I said, man, this world is crazy. I had to figure out what I was doing to be, to add to that craziness. I had to be honest with myself and I had to say, you know what, we're changing this. Because if I want to affect anything out there, I need to affect inside myself first. And that was years. That... that it never ends. The, the road, the path never ends. We keep at it. Because we're, it's a compounding thing. Remember, we don't do good for one day for the sake of doing good for one day so I can have one good day. 
That's not authentic. That's not honest. That's, you know, let me fake it for a day so I won't have a rough day. Screw everybody. That's basically what that says, you know. And when you change your behavior, it's a compounding effect. Day after, because we're not going to change just for one day. Why would I want to change for one day? One day, what good is that? What good is that to, to behave and bless people for one day? What good is it going to do me to, to act right at work for one day? What good is it going to do me to act right with my wife or my girlfriend for one day? For what? That's not honest. That's not genuine. That's not authentic. But when you act right, when you act proper, when you love people, when you treat people with respect, day after day after day after day, it's a compounding effect. You will feel peace. You will feel joy. You will feel all these things. You will feel the desire to help others. You will feel great. Things will start looking good, feeling good, looking good around you. You will be that light in a dark world. You will be that person if you choose to. But all it takes, remember, all it takes to start off with is just 10%. Just think about it. 10% of yourself. You can look at it and you can divide up the day in hours. Okay, you, you know, you, you sleep for 8 hours, so there's what, 16 hours. 10% uh, of 16 uh, hours that you're awake, that's, what the fuck is that? That's uh, an hour point six, whatever that comes out to. So if you think, okay, an hour point six a day that I'm going to, do good, but every single day, one hour point six, I'm going to either read a book, I'm going to study, I'm going to behave, I'm going to do push-ups, I'm going to do something good, something positive. Because remember, when we're thinking about God, in quotes, let's just remove the word God and say good. For the sake of good. For your own sake, right? For your sake of goodness, of goodness sake, right? <laughs> For goodness sake, all you need to do Every day is 10% of yourself dedicated to something good. But every day though, every day, not once a week, you know, once a month, every other week. No, 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 no. Every single day, day after day, week after week. Before you know it, boom, you're a totally different person. Why? But because you dedicated that 10% day after day. And before you know it, it was more like 25%. Automatically, like, what? Because it just becomes a part of who you are. And when you do it day after day, week after week, year after year, there will be a moment. Not like one significant moment, but there will be a time when the quote-unquote harvest comes in. When all of this work, all of this accumulation of of interest, of compounded interest in myself because I changed my ways, I saved money, I made investments, I treat people right, year after year, I build bridges, I respected people, I loved, I helped, I helped. 
year after year after year, there's going to come a moment to where it's like the harvest, whatever that signifies. It might be money. It might be whatever. But there comes a moment to where it's like all of this that you've done, look what it has become. I look at my own life, you know, uh, for reference. <laughs> I look at my own life for, re for reference and I think back, you know, just to five years ago. You know, it's like, man, my life has changed so much, so much. And not just not just monetarily and not just physically, but spiritually, mentally, all of these things. Like, so I am so amazed by where I've been able to go. But because I dedicated, I started with the dedication of, first of all, in the church with the money. But when I when I jumped into theology and then I started learning, I was digging in. I was dedicating I don't know, you know. So I talk a lot of here about how, you know, during the day while I'm at work, I'm I'm working, but I'm also learning. I always have my earbuds on. I'm always listening to audiobooks, to lectures, to documentaries, whatever. Day after day, week after week. Not only am I working my regular job, I am working sort of, but by 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 listening, by 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 learning books and stories and history and whatever, like all kinds of things, year after year after year, you know. So it was more like I had for the past several for the past two years, let's say, let's just look at the past two years. I have dedicated, like, remember the tithing, right? Just ten percent, probably something more around the lines of. 60%, 70% because everything from the physical fitness to what we do here to the studies and the audiobooks and business, clientele, um, all of these things, it's like that percentage isn't 10% anymore. I'm dedicating, I'm, I'm giving more. I don't know because I, I never examined it, how much because it just becomes what it is. The, the goal would be to be 100%. You know, where every single day you do good, where every single day you're loving, where every single day you're helping, where every single day you're working and you're earning and you're investing for the future. Not just monetarily, not just, you know, uh, in money and in banks and in stocks, in yourself. That 10% that you change every day in your life inside of your heart. That's an investment in yourself. 10%. A dime out of every dollar of yourself. Not of money, of who you are. It's, it, it starts that simple. That's where you'll start seeing return. If you do like a 5%er, a 2%er man, that's going to take long, way, way longer before you see return. You know, on the harvest or whatever you want to call it, right? When the graph shoots upward, the bell curve, whatever they call it. 10% is just right. Because compounded, forget about it. You know, um, while, I was, while I was thinking about this for the past couple of days, I, you know, I get into these ideas and I start digging in a little bit and then I have these images pop in my mind or whatever. And you know, and I was thinking of the, 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 the turtle and the rabbit, right? That story of the, the turtle nice and slow and the rabbit's really fast. 
you know, that image popped in my mind when I was thinking about this whole idea, right, of the 10%, you know, that you put in long-term investment as them compounded interest over long-term, slow and easy wins the race. It's almost like the rabbit wants to get there quickly, and, and you know, in general sense, the rabbit wants to get there quickly, get the earning, get the return, boom, no problem, vámonos. The turtle seems to be more like long-term, slow, hey, it's all good. I always wondered <laughs> what that story significance was, and I think it might have something to do with that, you know, patience, you know, um, because when you make long-term investments, so like, you know, I brought up that um, I put some some money into into um, crypto, right? And and it's all for long term. I'm not looking for that quick finish, that quick boom, and let me make some money. No, I'm thinking long term, two, three, four, five years. You know, that's what I'm that's what I'm talking about. Slow and low. You know, like like the turtle. You know, and uh, that's so when we're talking like what we're talking about earlier. Look, I got the show here. That's an investment. I'm not this 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 show. It's not about money. This show is not about, you know, every, you know, people have, hey, join my Patreon. Look, this is for the love of conversation. That's it. I I don't, I've, money is not an issue when it comes to this show, you know. I do this for the love, just for the love. But this that I do here is like, it's like a field of corn that we we're talking about earlier that I'm planting. It's not about the money, this is not about money. This field here that we're planning here at Thesis. This is the yield that comes from this field is different because it's going to be out there. I may never see that yield and that's fine. I might see it in society, hints of it in society, but that's fine with me because this is for out there. But then we have business, right? We have business. Um, then we have my investments, you know, the races, the... The networking, the people that I've been able to meet, you know, here in my neighborhood. I take care of a lot of the guys in my neighborhood, you know, the the business owners down the street. All these people, you know, all of these things um, uh, are together, you know. They all work together. It all comes back to this 10% of me. So as that 10% grows to 20 to 30 to 40 of yourself, you know, these bonds, these networks, these friendships, and all of that will just get stronger and stronger and stronger. You know? And it's funny because all it takes is 10%. It's the, the exponential growth. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um... You should look at y'all should look up some 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 explanations on YouTube about the compounding effect of interest because there's a moment where it's almost like a tidal wave of return and and remember we're 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 talking about return but you know when they explain it they're talking about monetary return of monetary investments but when you don't invest money you invest self or or something that's not tangible like money there is still a return you know, but it is yet to be seen what that return and how that return is going to look in your life, let's say, in what you do, in your world. Because, look, you exist in your world. 
Our worlds may cross because you're listening to this show. We might bump into each other at the store. We might know each other on a personal level. That's where our worlds connect. But outside of that, you have your world. You have your kingdom. You have your nation, your family, your children, your grandchildren. Right? You are, you can be, and here's the thing, it's like, the leader of your family, <laughs> you know, we got to start thinking about these words and not, and generalize them a little bit, you know? Yes, leader, but not in the scary sense of, hey, I'm going to, you know, you're the husband, you're the wife, you're the mom, you're the dad, you're the whatever. You have responsibilities in your family. You have responsibilities in your job. You have responsibilities with your friends. Right? You can go through life slouching and, you know, not really caring, not really just, just kind of, you know, getting by to get by, you know, fine. But if you want to, you know, if there's something inside of you that says, man, I want to do more, I want to be more, I want to do more. How do I get there? A lot of us have dreams. A lot of us have ambition to, to be and become and, you know, whatever those ambitions may be. You know, it's like, how do I get there? Well, with hard work, for sure. That's a given. But not just with hard work alone do things come about. I can bust my ass out there in the field. I can bust my ass out there building my company. I can bust my ass building relationships and selling merchandise. I can kill myself working, 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 working to build up a business, to earn a living. I can do it all. But what good does it do if I am rotten inside? What good is it going to do if I am rotten? If I can't even help myself, how am I going to help others? How is it ever going to balance itself out? Am I going to go through life faking it just to get by? We can and I have and I've been there. I know it. I know the feeling. I've been there. And we're trying our best to, to change our whole life in another direction. Because that place was horrible. It's back there. I don't want to go there anymore. I'm going that way. I'm going forward, you know, but we don't want to, we don't want to go back and resort to, to what we know uh, doesn't work in our lives, right? We've been told, we've heard that, hey, maybe you should try this. Maybe you should change your behavior. Maybe, you know, it's not about like, oh, give your heart to Jesus and all this confusing stuff. No, no, let's keep it simple. Let's unconfuse it all. We're here to unconfuse everything, okay? All of that is too confusing. Look. Look, start with yourself, right? Start with yourself. Don't worry about the other people doing bad. It, it's, they're there. They are there. It, interf it interferes in our lives sometimes. They are there. But worry about yourself first and foremost so then you can help them. The whole concept of the speck in the eye and the log in my eye, that's what that means is, look, dude, fix your stuff first before you can even speak of the other person. But, but beyond that, beyond 
speaking and pointing to the other person is being able to help remove that speck from their eye. Once I have taken care of myself, once I have gotten my life in order, once I have removed that which blinds my that which blinds me first, then I can help others. You can look at others and be able to help point them, you know, help them, point out to them, you know, because now you can see clear because you've been there, you understand, you've helped fix yourself, so now you can help fix them if they want. Not not you're not going to fix them. You can with guidance, with wisdom, you know, but because you've already removed your own eye that says I've already fixed, I've already worked on myself enough to where I can say, "Okay, now let me help my brother." That's what that means. But it all starts inside of us. That, that harvest will never come. You can dedicate all the money you want. You can give that money to the church all you want. You can bust your ass all you want. You know, for that money. Go ahead. If that's what it's all about, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, there might be a harvest, there might not be. You might make money, you might not. What good is it going to do? What good is it going to do if you are rotten inside? The good harvest comes when we change ourselves. When we dedicate 10% of who we are. Let's just start there. 10% of who we are to that which is good. Love each other love one another help each other do what's good for you and for those around you start there start with 10% that's all it takes day after day it will compound but it has to be day after day after day it has to be a constant you can miss one day here and there okay no biggie but it has to be a constant because at some point in the future you will see the harvest and there will be a huge harvest and it all starts with 10% 10% of who you are dedicated to what is good start there start there and the rest will fall into place alright alright guys well, I hope I hope you enjoyed that. I I um hope this was a good conversation that we had today. I liked it, honestly. I really I really I I liked it. I've been thinking about this most of the week, you know, in preparation for for today. So, I hope you liked it and if you did, um thank you. That's what we're here for. <laughs> All right, well, if you did like it and you are new to the show, please, I would love if you hit the subscribe button. That helps us out. And if you really, really liked it, please tell your friends. Um, you know, tell, tell your friends and uh, let them know that we're here. I want to thank you guys for showing up and hanging out with us today. I uh, hope you made it all the way through. If you did, thank you. I hope you enjoyed it and loved it as much as I did. Uh, I love spending time here with you guys. And... Uh, I just can't wait for every single moment <laughs> with you guys out there, you know, because what we do here is, is, uh, is, uh, I love it. 
All right, guys. Well, in the meantime, please uh, want you to take care of yourself. Um, stay safe out there. Keep hey, you know what we do here, okay? I know you're you're on this path, so I want you to continue on that path. For you, for you new listeners and you folks out there, if you want to reach out to us, did this uh, email is in the description. If you would like to, I'd love to hear from you guys. So, um, oh, we don't put out content every day, so hit the subscribe button. Uh, check back soon, okay? Because we don't put out content every day. Tell your friends. Uh, what else? Oh, I got a Facebook page up for Thesis. Everything is everything, so you can check it out. I'm doing it mostly for running ads, but I do have some pictures on there. So if you are on Facebook, look for it. Today I have pictures from some of our episodes with Eddie from Oak Cliff Cultivators. Go Paint Day. And I'll be putting up pictures little by little. I got video clips coming. This show is being recorded also. Uh, and we're, we're going to be doing it. So there goes back to kind of that seed planting. We're planting seeds. We're, we're, that harvest is going to come one day. You know, but for me here at Thesis, it's not about money. It's about the love of conversation. So, you know, you're never going to have, you're never going to hear me say, go to Patreon, this and that. Hey, I do this for the love of, for the love of conversation. So, all right. All right, guys. Well, I love you. Stay safe. Um, wait, was there anything else? No, the videos. Oh, just if you're on Facebook, go and hit the like button on our page. All right, guys. All right, guys. Well, I love you. Stay safe. And um, I will see you soon. Peace out. This is Thesis.